Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to At Your Service on News Talk 1120 KMOX. My name is Mike Elam, and your phrase for the day is rain and showers are the same thing. Stick around. Maria Kina has other great attributes that she is going to be sharing with you as we go throughout the evening. I love that. I was just telling Matt that Maria was one of the first people that I knew when I first moved to St. Louis in 1989. We were working at the same radio station that wanted to be KMOX, but couldn't be KMOX, but then we both ended up at KMOX. So it's funny how life goes full circle and you never really know how it's going to work out. Speaking of great stories, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine who, by the way, just hit number one bestseller international list with her brand new book. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to At Your Service on News Talk 1120 KMOX, Nina D'Angelo. Hello, ma'am. How are you? Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm very good. Hey, congratulations on the success of the book. Thank you so much. It's I'm still kind of in shock about it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, I I love the fact that the headline that I saw said, we beat Oprah and Schwarzenegger. That is pretty <laughs> awesome. When you have categories that your book is outselling Oprah and Arnold Schwarzenegger, I would say that you've actually done something. Uh, I would have to agree with you on that. Yeah, that was that was a surprise to us, for sure. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the book. I know I caught you on the road, so I really appreciate you taking time out. Uh, even though you're, you're not at home, you still managed to work me in tonight. So I really appreciate that. So the book is called Perfectly... Now, is it Perfectly Imperfect, or is it Perfectly I'm Perfect? You can say it either way. <laughs> it was originally called, I believe, Perfectly Imperfect, correct? Correct. That is correct. But if you look at it the way that it is, you could say it either way. But so I, I want you to tell me a couple of things. Number one, I sure. want to know, uh, I want you to talk about the book um, because I, I think the book itself is great. But I think the way that the book came about and it's not a traditional book. Uh, in the way that you would sit down and, and have a story that uh, you and your co-authors uh, sat down and wrote. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah. So the book is an anthology, so it's a collection of stories. And we have actually, we have 41 chapters in this book written by 42 different authors. Um, two of the ladies in this book have decided to collaborate together on their chapter. 
Um, and it is basically just, you know, we went and we, the co-sponsor myself, um, Tara Hurst, my co-sponsor and myself went out and we just recruited women that were in a space in their life where they were ready and willing to share their stories. It, uh, anything between, you know, like a, a, a tragedy to triumph in their personal life to how they over maybe overcame an obstacle in their business or whatever. It, it's really just a concept of hope. And I, I think that's really what a lot of people are looking for right now in society is just to be able to grab a hold of some hope because, uh, to be quite honest, we're in some dark times right now. And that's another reason why I wanted to have you on and talk about this book, because in, in today's world, we have so many negative stories. And there are so many things right now, especially, that can just beat you down. And you just don't want to hear the news. You don't want to watch TV. You want to try to get away from it. And you have a book that is hitting at a really great time if someone says, I just need something to uplift me and give me some good news. And I think your book is really that, isn't it? It it really is, to be honest. I mean, these ladies have really gone above and beyond to put pen to paper and really talk about, you know, some of the struggles that they had in life and how they really, like, just laid out the blueprint of how they overcame those obstacles, loving themselves on the other side of that. And that's that's a tough road for anybody to really walk, to be honest, is to be in any dark time of your life, be able to deploy you know, some strategy around how to get out of that and love yourself through that. So tell me about how did this come about? Now, did you and Tara go to high school together or did you just attend we, the same high school at different times? Yeah, so we did. We graduated from the same graduating class. And we always tell people, you know, if there was a house party happening over there where we were from, we would end up at the same house party, but we didn't hang out in the same circles. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the, the ironic thing is, I was going through all of my mindset training at the same time she was going through all of her health, uh, her health journey. And I was watching her on Facebook and she was watching me on Facebook, but we didn't know we were watching each other on Facebook until we met at our 30 year class reunion. And then we sat and had a conversation and she basically, we basically just said, you know, we had just submitted to each other that we had been following each other's story. We were inspired by one another. And that's really what kicked this whole thing off. So how did you go about finding the other 40 ladies to co-write this book with you? So, I mean, really, it came down to Tara and I sitting down and saying, okay, you take 20, I'll take 20. <laughs> we'll go find these ladies. And really, it just kind of organically happened where we just put the, the, the call to action out there. We've done, we did it through Facebook. We did it through flyers. We did it through just personal asks. And we, we ended up with actually the 42 authors uh, for the book versus the 40 chapters. So, and it was really, um, it, I can tell you that it was a lot of work and it was worth every minute of my time. So from the time that you, you and Tara decided that you wanted to do this until you actually got the book done, what kind of time frame are we talking about? So I will tell you, Mike, that um, Tara and I, we were at a conference in Scottsdale, Arizona together on in March. And uh, it was on a, we were flying home on a Thursday and she looked at me and she said, I want to be in a book. How do I get in a book? And this all came because I was in another number one international bestseller back in February called Ready, Connect, Grow, all about entrepreneurs who you have used just networking to build their business. And um, I looked at her and I said, we've been at this conference for four days and you're just now asking me this question. And she said, well, you're on a three hour plane ride home. You're not getting away from me now. (laughs) (laughs) I have you cornered. (laughs) She did have me cornered. So she, she just continued to ask questions around how I ended up in that book and what the process was. And so, like I said, this was on a Thursday. 
and that following Tuesday, we we already had a call set up with the publisher, and we uh, and we by that third by that next Thursday, we were already out scouting for for authors. Wow! So it it really happened that fast. It did. It happened very quickly, and I'm I'm I am just grateful that the things fell into place the way they fell. To me, that's just the universe letting me know that I'm totally in alignment with where I get to be at in this life, and that's to help empower others and help others change their life in a positive fashion. So we're talking with Nina D'Angelo. She has a brand-new book out that's called Perfectly Imperfect, and it is on the number one bestseller international list. It's actually in 59 different categories that they hit the bestseller list, which is just amazing. And I'm so proud that I actually know someone who, who has, who's a big fancy person <laughs> like this. So, so that is very cool. But you've been on this journey for a while. And I, I don't have a, a lot of time uh, left on this, but I just wanted to kind of touch on you've got a, a side business, as I'll say. Uh, you're not just a full-time author. You actually have a business that, that you do. Tell us a little bit more about your journey. And I know your your NLP experience has really uh, just been a, a life-changing growth experience for you because I've watched it happen. Thank you. Yes, it, it definitely has been. It's been a blessing in disguise for me. So I've taken the knowledge that I've gained through the NLP space. And now I'm out doing uh, speaking engagements, keynote speaking engagements and speaking engagements with associations, chambers of commerce, corporations that are looking for professional development. Um, really just using that. Uh, and now the book is a great uh, space for me to kind of launch on that platform as well um, to kind of talk in that space. And um, I do some coaching on the side. So anybody who is kind of in their life where they feel like they might be in a rut, or they might be stuck, or they're just, they're setting goals and they're not quite you know they're not quite reaching those goals. I I'm I'm happy to have a conversation with somebody talking to me. You know, an initial consultation is free for me. Um, and besides that, you know, for that initial consultation, we just find out whether or not that we're going to be a good fit for each other. Well, it's been amazing watching you go through this journey, and I am again very excited for you uh, on the news. Uh, I can't believe putting together all of those folks and putting this together in that short of a time frame, which is just incredible. But I shouldn't expect anything different from you because you're you're always pushing the boundaries and you're always making it happen. Uh, I appreciate you making the time as well tonight for uh, for being on the road. But if somebody wants to get a hold of this book, I assume they can just go find it on Amazon right now. You can buy it on Amazon if you want to. Barnes and Nobles has it on their online store as well. Um, and you can reach out to me on Facebook. It's Nina Demand D'Angelo, and then I'm happy to uh, to get you a copy as well. Fantastic! Thank you again for taking some time, and again, congratulations on the book. Thank you, Mike. That is Nina D'Angelo. The book is called Perfectly Imperfect. Check it out. It's a, a great book. The holidays are coming up. It's going to be a great book for you to get give to that special lady in your life. Uh, and you may want to get one and hang on for Mother's Day. Yay! See, trying to plan ahead, we'll make that work. Speaking of planning ahead, uh, we're going to talk to uh, John Weeman, who is from uh, St. Charles Community College. They've got a big groundbreaking that's going on tomorrow. We're going to find out more about that with him right here on At Your Service. My name is Mike Elam, filling in tonight on News Talk 1120 KMOX. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It is the middle of America. It's 20 minutes after the hour. My name is Mike Elam. You are listening to At Your Service on News Talk 1120 KMOX. And the Phillies are losing. So that means that we could have a talk show host in Philadelphia who's going to lose his job. Is he Philly or New York? He is just New York. He's New York based, but he's national. He's New York based. So he said that if Philly lost and Arizona won, he would retire on the spot. That's right. So I didn't really care who won that game. I didn't I didn't have a feeling one way or the other. But once he said that, I was kind of like, you pompous ass. I just really now want them to lose just so you have to do that. This just kind of that's where we are these days, Matt. That's that's just exactly where we are. But a guy who is not a pompous ass, who is actually the exact opposite of that, is on the phone with us right now. John Weeman is joining at your service on KMOX. Mr. Weeman, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic at 9:30 at night. You know that's that's good that you were just cruising along, doing great. We're not quite at 9:30. Yeah. We're we're only at 22 minutes past the hour. So don't don't okay, give your life away yet. <laughs> you're still there. Uh, so I trust that your evening has gone well so far, because you have a big day tomorrow at St. Charles Community College, don't you? Yes, we do, uh, Mike. We are. First of all, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, but yeah, St. Charles Community College, we have a major event happening tomorrow at 11 o'clock. We are going to be doing a groundbreaking for a new 55-acre campus, of which we're going to be building our first of many buildings, uh, which will be our Regional Workforce Innovation Center. It's going to be about a 48,000-square-foot building, and we have the governor who's going to be there to help us uh, break break some ground. And um you know, this building is going to be, like I said, one of many, but it's it's going to be designed to really kind of address, um, it's going to be future focus in, on innovation and meeting the needs of business and industry in our area, and really specific for our region's workforce and jobs and technology, advanced manufacturing and robotics and sustainable energy. I mean, it's going to have a lot of stuff in that building. You, you know, community colleges around the country have really changed from where they used to be. And it used to kind of be, hey, that was your pathway for a uh, a value education, we'll call it, right? And that was your pathway to a four-year university if you didn't have the money to get there, but that's kind of where you were going. But 
Over the last 20 years, I think we've seen the community college world just completely evolve into something that has really become a hybrid, a, a talent filler, uh, somebody who has really stepped up in what I would say used to be our voca- vocational training uh, that we used to have is something that just pretty much completely disappeared. And the community colleges has stepped into that and said, we'll take traditional college education and we'll team it up with vocational training and we will put together all of these skills training and we'll put together the education all in one place. And I would say St. Charles Community College is doing that better than pretty much anybody else that I've seen around the region. Yeah, you know, we are we're certainly, uh, like most of the community colleges in the state of Missouri, uh, we were somewhat late to the game as far as vocational uh, technical education. Um, but that's changed. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, kudos to Governor Parson, uh, his commitment to an investment in workforce development and really putting money into uh, the community colleges throughout the state to to really push for uh, training in the um, in that area of, you know, technical and the skilled trades. And, you know, so we're seeing the, the benefits of that investment now through, through our development that we're putting in. I know there's development in St. Louis County and other parts of the state that that's occurring, but uh, we are, we believe that we are right where we need to be in the location that we're at in Winsville, that this new campus, which will be really dedicated towards the, uh, the technical trades uh, we'll still offer some of the general studies as well uh, on the Winsville campus, but without a doubt, its location with the Westford ex- expansion into to the western part of St. Charles County and Lincoln County and Warren County. I mean, our service area goes all the way to Callaway County. Wow! And so we're we're excited about where the location is going to be. That it's going to be where a lot of that those future jobs are going to be uh, moving out farther west. And so, but yeah, you're you're right. I mean the the Colleges and universities in general are evolving rapidly, uh, given uh, the, the new technology with online learning. You know, our online learning is up by forty percent um, in this you know in this age of AI, and just it's just amazing what's happening in, in higher education. And this is—is is this going to be your third campus? You have the the one in Cottleville, you have the one in Darden Prairie, and then will this be your third one? This will be our third actual campus. We do have two other locations where we have uh, we have a location in Winsfield. Uh, we call it the firehouse. It's where it's a it's a old firehouse that we rent, uh, lease that space for our welding program and also our megatronics. And then um, we have uh, another location that we just recently acqui- uh, we're leasing uh, for our CDL program that we're going to be starting up later this year um, that we'll be doing the truck driving uh, training on. I didn't know that you had a CDL training, so that's we're well, breaking it's, news. It's not. It's not. Well, it's kind of. It's starting to get become public, but we're we're near the the end stages of getting it up and running. So we we've, we've got pretty much uh, all of our our equipment, our trucks, and and you know everything else is pretty much in line. We just we're right now we're we're facing the same problem that most other people face uh, in business, and that is finding you know qualified uh, um, people to work. And we need we're trying to find a uh, if there's someone out there say truck driver that has some experience and and maybe wants to teach kids on how to you know teach you know people to be um certified uh, commercial drivers we're looking for we're looking for an instructor 
man, you guys just keep evolving. You keep doing more. I was at an event. Um, the Rotary District 6060 had their district conference or their district installation uh, back in June at your Darden Prairie campus. And we got to experience the farm to table that you have there. And everything was was grown and prepared there on site in Darden Prairie. And uh, it was a great event space. It was an amazing meal. And almost all of it was grown right there at the college. So you guys yeah. just continue to to break ground <laughs> tomorrow, literally. Uh, but you continue yeah. to to break ground on new projects and and filling the void. And really appreciate what the community college uh, world has turned out to be. But uh, especially with St. Charles Community College. Yeah, you know, I uh, we were kind of the hidden gem in St. Charles County. I mean. A lot of the locals know about us, but it's it's one of those things that I think once you start to really uh, dig into what we're doing and, and get an understanding of of the college and what we're what we're all about. I mean, our, we're, we've kept our our uh, our fees down. Uh, we're one of the lowest cost uh, community colleges in the state, and just the quality of our programs is 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 up there. Our nursing program that we have is ranked third in the state. Uh, for associate degree nursing, there's only two other college community colleges that are better than us as far as um, overall uh, scores on the uh, in NCLEX exam. So I mean, we we're producing quality graduates, and uh, we're just continuing to evolve and grow our programs to to meet the demands of the of the community. That is John Weeman. He is the vice president of workforce and strategic initiatives for St. Charles Community College. I want to get your opinion though, because your former life. You were the Speaker Pro Temp of the Missouri House of Representatives. And Mm -hmm. I know you're seeing what is going on at the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C. We just had Tom Emmer today. Was He won the straw poll, if you will, in the closed-door meeting. He got like 117 votes, and that got him ahead of the other eight to where he was going to be the nominee for Speaker. And that lasted for about a cup of coffee. And then uh, they didn't even make it to the floor before he was pulling his hat out of the ring. I, I think total time from the time that he won that to the time that he pulled his hat out was less than four hours. So um, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on it. It has really turned into an embarrassment of the Republican Party and what's going on in Washington, D.C. Do you think that's fair to say? That's completely fair to say, Mike. And unfortunately, you know, um, this situation has really, really deteriorated to the point where, you know, you you just can't get anyone um, within the caucus uh, to to get some consensus as to who they're willing to uh, support. And you know, in, in any caucus, you have to have a majority of your members have to be in support of you know leadership. And in Missouri, we were fortunate enough, we had a super majority. So even if we had a few Republicans that wanted to go, you know, go off the reservation and not necessarily support the overall caucus, you know, we could get away with it because we had enough votes that we could do that. We could still, you know, get business done. We could still elect leadership. But unfortunately, in, in the United States Congress, they don't have a super majority. They barely have a majority of just enough that all of their members band together, they have enough to beat the Democrats. But that means all of them have to be on the same page. And that's, you know, in this day and age of politics, 
unfortunately, I call them the 100 percenters. They're the ones that if you don't agree with them 100% of the time, then you know you're you're not good enough. You're not conservative enough. You're not you're not Republican enough. And um, and unfortunately, they're violating you know Ronald Reagan's famous quote where he says, you know, if you and I agree 80% of the time, you're not you're a friend and a and an ally. You're not a 20% traitor. And unfortunately, you've got I don't know maybe a dozen or more representatives in in the United States Congress that. They are just they're one hundred percenters, and and if you if you do not match their requirements to the to the exact one hundred percent, they are not going to support you. And, you, and it's very disruptive to the party. As you look forward, do you think they're going to be able to find anyone who is going to pass the Litmus test? I can't even say that. Going to pass the test to be the next speaker? Do you, do you think we're going to be able to find anybody? I think it's going to be a while. I really do. I think these people are, and I hate to say these people, those select congressmen that are so so stubborn that they just they won't give in. They just won't give in because to, for them to give in, it's like they're like they're uh, basically saying I was wrong, and they won't admit that they're wrong, and they're not willing to compromise. That dirty word, compromise. And, and and they're letting they're they're willing to let the Democrats and they're willing to let the, the, the country suffer. They're willing to let the Democrats control things and, and let the country suffer because they're not willing to compromise. How bad do you think it needs to get before it's going to pull I think people it has to in? Get line. Pretty bad. I think it's going to get pretty bad before they finally give in. I really do. I just can't imagine where it goes from here. I mean, I know they're talking about trying to empower. Uh, the the speaker that we currently have who's holding the seat and trying to uh, expand the powers and just get some business done because uh, the president's put forth this, what is it, $105 billion package that he wants aid to Ukraine and Taiwan and the border and uh, Israel. Well, you're all, None you're of that's going to happen. Too, Mike, you're also forgetting too, Mike, is that there's a continuing resolution on the budget. True. Remember, remember when they passed that? Like I don't know, thirty days ago, they it, it only went to like November, like fifteenth or something. Yeah, there was a forty-five day resolution, which we are we are probably twenty-five days into at this point. So, so I, you know, it's gonna it's gonna get ugly. It's gonna get real ugly if they don't if they if the, the stubborn twelve or how many there are that are unwilling to compromise. If they don't, you know, straighten their ways out, it's gonna get ugly. I would think um, Kevin McCarthy actually has had the highest vote total of anybody that we've had. And you had eight Republicans who voted against him. So I'm wondering, hey, can you go back and and do that and put pressure on that eight to say, look, if I can get four of you, uh, then we can get there. Here's what worries me, John. Uh, What worries me more than anything else is some of these people who I love the 100 percenters that you're calling them. If some of those people decide, you know what, I'm going to sit this out, and you get enough of them to just not show up and vote, then the Democrats vote as a block, and they stick together. And you could have a Republican majority and a Democrat speaker. It is not beyond the realm of possibility for that to happen, because as Chad Program always uh, points out on Fox News, that it's the math is algebra. It's not traditional math. Because it depends on how many people are there to vote. 
And as long as that voting number gets below a certain threshold, then your number to win changes. It does not have to be 217. It could be less if you have fewer voters. And if you get enough of these 100 percenters who decide, I'm just not going to vote, they could hand the, the chamber over to a Democrat while they have a Republican majority. It's yeah, not be beyond the realm of possibility for these guys to actually do something like that. Uh, yeah, I, at this point, I would say nothing would surprise me if, if that were to happen. I would I, I would have to say I would not be surprised that, that at this point our Republican caucus in Washington, D.C., you know, could potentially make that mistake. It would be an ab- absolute travesty um, and, and could be have, you know, major implications on on this country. Uh, you know, thank God we had the Republicans took over. Congress, you know, earlier in the year, because we were able to stop a lot of this insanity that was going on. But now where you've got a a Congress, I mean, a lot lot of us would say they've been dysfunctional for a long time. But right now they're completely dysfunctional. They're not operating. And and another thing I'd like to mention to you is that you mentioned that we have a a person right now, I guess, is, is Emmer. He's the speaker pro tem. It was interesting in Missouri the Speaker pro tem of the Missouri House, by virtue of the House rules, has the same authority as as the Speaker does. As long if the Speaker is incapacitated or is not in the building or is away from the Capitol, the Speaker pro tem and and the House is in session. The Speaker pro tem can do exactly what the Speaker does, has the same legal authority. But they do not have that in Washington, D.C. Don't you find that interesting? I think that is probably getting ready to change. It really should. Um, I, I never thought it was that way. I always thought it was the same as Missouri. But, you know, every every legislative, bo- uh, legislative uh, body has their own specific rules on how they conduct business. But in the United States Congress, apparently the Speaker Pro Tem does not have the same authority as the Speaker when he is not, um, you know, in the building or in the Capitol uh, when they're in session. I did not know that, but I would say uh, anything is possible at this point, and I'm I'm hopeful that things are going to get better, but I think it's going to take a little while for that to happen. The one thing I do know is tomorrow, starting at 11 o'clock, things are going to get better for St. Charles Community College, and I look forward to seeing you there and being a part of another Amazing, groundbreaking, and the next chapter of St. Charles Community College. Well, I look forward to seeing you there, and uh, we're, we're excited. The governor's going to be there to, to help us break ground, and we're, we're just, you know, once we get hopefully the next time we can be on the radio station is when we're going to be doing the uh, open, open house. I love that idea. John, I appreciate you taking the time tonight. I know you've had a very busy evening, so thanks for working us in on At Your Service. Mm-hmm. No problem. That is John Weeman. He is the Vice President of Workforce and Strategic Initiative at St. Charles Community College. They've got a big day tomorrow, so looking forward to being out there and having the governor back in the area. It's always good when the governor comes by the area because that means something good is about to happen. That's why the governor shows up. Hey, we will wrap up the show uh, coming up on the other side of this break. I can't wait to find out what else Maria Kina has to say. Other words of wisdom, rain and showers are the same thing. Don't forget that. It's at your service. My name is Mike Elam. This is News Talk 1120 KMOX. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It is at your service. My name is Mike Elam, sitting in tonight on News Talk 1120 KMOX. I hope you are having a wonderful Tuesday night. I've invited my friend Maria Kina, who does news here, to join in and hang out with us for a little while. Although I've got this screen in the middle, so I can't even I see you. How I are see you? you. I'm That's good. weird. There's a How whole screen here, and I can't get all the way around it. Plus, so. I got the little people's chair. You do have the, <laughs> the well. Munchkin. It's it's good that I can sit up here and uh, you know tower over That's everyone. Right. So I love that. I, again, I wonder if I stand this oh, up. Look. I can. You can look at that. I'm just like Dave Glover wow. without the fancy uh, cushion <laughs> here. Uh, Dave stands up and does his show. I sit down most of the time when we do this. Um, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit. I talked to John Weeman a while ago. We were talking about uh, St. Charles Community College. Got a big groundbreaking tomorrow. The governor's going to be here. We talked a little bit about the House of Representatives mm-hmm. and Tom Emmer having the nomination for a cup of coffee before they pulled him <laughs> out. And nobody seems to be able to put together the votes to do this. John Weeman had a great um, way that he called him the 100 percenters. You either agree with me 100 percent or you're a rhino and you're out, right? So that's that's kind of where they sit in D.C. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where that's going to go. But the Missouri House of Representatives seems to have a lot of, of mud throwing going on. They do. Right now, don't they? Right so now. what is going on with this whole Dean Plocker and Bill Igel and John Ashcroft, Jay Ashcroft? Jay Ashcroft, yes. Yeah, John. John's not involved in the mud throwing. <laughs> no. I bet John's not even on Twitter. No. I bet John doesn't even know what Twitter is. I bet he doesn't. I bet he doesn't I, And I'm sure he's glad to be I'm out sure, of it. I'm sure he's glad I, to be retired. I would say most, Repo- most politicians yes. from that era are just glad they're all not a part of this. And I think a lot of them from every era mm-hmm. are like, how can I get out of it? I think that's true. Yeah, you have a lot of them who, who aren't going to run for re-election because no. things have become so polarizing. And uh, it, it's like we were joking about earlier. Just when you thought things can't get any crazier, somebody says, hey, hold my beer. Watch this. And <laughs> and we just go off the rails. And it does. Even more. It, so yeah. uh, how did this whole plucker thing start? Well, apparently... Um, he was he was taking campaign funds. Okay. And he was apparently um getting personally reimbursed from other for his travel expenses. Okay. That um from his campaign, which of course is illegal. You're not supposed to do that. Okay. So now that has given Senator Eigel, who is running for governor, governor. as we know, that's kind of given him opened a door here for him to step in. And um, say, uh, uh, you shouldn't be doing this. The flamethrowing senator is it, is throwing stuff. It's it's just, and what's interesting, they're not even in session, right? You know, and 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 yet to have this much activity happening out of Jeff City is kind of interesting right now. So Eigel jumped in. So did Ashcroft. So did um, uh, Sharp. Sharp. Uh, jumped in. Who's running for attorney general? Right. Correct. So uh, they've all piled on because. Uh, everybody's trying to get headlines right now. Right. I, I was talking with um, some friends who were part of the 
Missouri house the other day. I won't bring their names up because I don't want to paint them into any of this, yeah. right? So the names have been changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> Welcome to Dragnet. So uh, it was just the facts, please. <laughs> just the fact. And Matt's going, "What the hell are you guys yeah, talking really, about?" What so is this? sorry, man. This is 1970s television <laughs> that just happened right there on the radio. Um, but <laughs> and I completely lost my train of thought. But talking to them, we have so many people in both the House and the Senate next year are running for new offices. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, they are running for offices against each other. So, and I'm not even talking about the Democrats. I'm just talking about Republican on Republican. Because in the Missouri House and the Missouri Senate, Republicans, if they could all play together, Democrats don't even matter. And and I don't mean that from a personal standpoint. No, I mean, not. they have so many votes that they can do whatever they want. And all of the Democrats could band together and it wouldn't really matter. No. But I think next year, and I, I pray that I am wrong for the state of Missouri. I think next year is going to be the most dysfunctional year that we have seen in Jefferson City in quite some time. And based on what the last two years have been, that's saying something. Well, it is because there just doesn't seem to be anything. They don't get much accomplished. They don't. They just go up there and and I'm not sure what they do. Um, You know, so many laws have come before them that they haven't been able to pass or they they haven't been able to come together. And as someone who's in politics, Mike, you tell me, wasn't there a time when the Democrats and the Republicans... You all stuck together. Like you mentioned how everybody's running against everybody else yes. in the same party. That yeah. didn't used to happen. I, I had that happen last year. One of one of the guys who serves on the county council with me in St. Charles went out and recruited four people to run against four of us who were up for re-election. So imagine going to work every day and one of your coworkers that you see mm-hmm. is actively trying to get someone else to take your job. Imagine... What are the likelihoods that you're going to have a good working relationship with them? Oh, correct. Slim right. to none is is a pretty good yeah. bet, right? And and that's pretty much where we were last year as as we were going through county council. And you're seeing that play out all across the board to where Reagan's, you know, big thing was never speak ill of a fellow Republican. Mm-hmm. That has definitely gone out the window. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I don't know where this is going to go. But I know they better figure it out pretty quick. And from the way that Matt is looking at me, I think I better take a quick break because (laughs) if I don't, we're going to have a 12-minute commercial break. So (laughs) I I better do that. You're listening to At Your Service. My name is Mike Elam. Uh, We will be back to wrap up the big show on the other side of this right here at News Talk 1120 KMOX. Go ahead. Jump. No, really. You can do it. It's at your service. My name is Mike Elam. What do you think? (laughs) You can jump. It's going to hurt, but go ahead. (laughs) I used to jump, and then I had four knee surgeries on my right knee, and I don't jump anymore. Four. I've had four. The first one was in 1985, and the last one was in early 2000s, and now it just hurts. It just hurts. It It didn't get better. That's just how it is. Things are things are just gonna hurt. It's kind of like politics. It's just gonna hurt. That's <laughs> just that's just how it is. Hey, are we dysfunctional? Damn right we are. And is it gonna get fixed? No. No. It's just gonna hurt for a little while. So get used to it. it it's gonna be fine. You know. So uh, Maria Keena is sitting in with uh, Matt and I for a little while as we uh, wrap up the big show here. 
Um, but Maria and Michael Calhoun and I were having a conversation earlier. We were talking about the fact of uh, why isn't Missouri expanding more? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we bigger? And we were talking about the fact that my full-time job, I work for a company called I3 Broadband. So we're a fiber-to-the-home company that's based out of East Peoria, Illinois. And um, Illinois got $1.1 billion for broadband expansion throughout the state, which I thought was a lot of money, mm-hmm. until Missouri got $1.736 billion. It is the third largest part of the bead funding, the $65 billion that the federal government approved in November of 21 to expand broadband across the country. Only Texas and California got more. And that money is getting ready to get pushed out. It's got to get pushed out all through 24. So BJ Tanksley, who is the broadband director, has a year to figure out where all this money is going to go and how the entire state of Missouri is going to be connected with Internet. Just one year. One year. He wanted to stretch it out, but the Fed said, nope, you've got to push it out. Why? Because Joe Biden wants to get elected next year, and they've got to have success stories. Mm -hmm. So you've got to have that money pushed out, and stuff has got to get started, because if it doesn't, they can't take a victory lap. You can't take a victory lap on a race that hasn't started yet. So they need this stuff to get out. It's got to get rolling, and we'll see where it's going to end up. But we were talking about the fact that Missouri... From from the top third of Missouri, from Illinois all the way over to Nebraska, is one congressional district. And a congressional district is 775,000 people. That's how many people that are in one U.S. congressional district. So that means the whole top third of Missouri has that few people in it. Mm-hmm. It also means it is horribly connected when it comes to Internet. And these days, that's kind of where we are. If you don't have connectivity with Internet you don't have an ability to really run your life the the way the rest of it run it. We saw it during the pandemic. We did. And people found out the limitations of their life when they got stuck at home and they couldn't use the work internet or the library internet or, or what have you. So it's going to be very interesting watching this play out. But I think, and it's going to take probably five or six years, but over the next five or six years, if Missouri can get this connectivity done... If you look at the at Lambert Airport and Kansas City Airport, the interstate waterways that we have, the interstate highways that we have, the Class A rail that's all there, all the building blocks are there for Missouri to really be the number one manufacturing state in the United States. I hope so. We will see. It is coming up. Hey, I will see you next Tuesday back here at 8 o'clock for At Your Service. I look forward to having another fun-filled evening with you. In the meantime, enjoy your week, and thanks for making News Talk 1120 part of your life. See you then. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.